Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of What to Watch on Netflix. My name is Jed Shepard and I am your host. Uh, today I am joined by actress Radina Drandova. Hi. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Excellent. Um, and uh, Radina, she's in uh, my film, Dawn of the Death. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so should we talk a little bit about that? I mean, Hayley was on previously and Rob as well. So uh, we've gone quite Dawn of the Death heavy, but I think it's, it's, it's kind of blowing up at the moment. It's having a bit of a moment. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. We're reaching about, it came out on Vimeo about a week ago and it's uh, reached half a million views. Uh, Which is absolutely insane. I cr- still crazy. can't believe it. Yeah. Um, so tell me about, because I don't know this part, how did you get involved with Dawn of the Death? Like, why did why did Rob cast you? Um, this is actually a funny story. Okay, so okay. it was, um, he approached Amanda, which she's my tutor at Central. Okay. And, uh, you know, he, always, he wanted to do the zombie film. He yeah. sent the script, which was nothing like the final script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and everybody had to audition for his film. Everybody from the class. For real? Okay. Yes. And um, basically, I knew... We just knew, we, we didn't even have a script. We had, like, basic stuff that was going, that was going to happen yeah. in the audition. Yeah. And oh, one second. Why, why did Rob make every, everybody... Even if you didn't want to be in it, you had to still audition? Everybody auditioned for all the films that were going to be made. Yeah, right. so I auditioned for four films, I think it was. Okay. Three or four films. So I auditioned for everything. Yeah. And then yeah. the directors would discuss... Um, who they wanted and who okay. they envisaged and then Amanda would basically just say okay yes or no and, yeah, yeah, you know try to negotiate everything um, but the audition was hilarious so it was an argument I was with this other actor and we were having a big argument and yeah. I did my prep before I entered the room because you know get myself in this zone yeah. and, and I got that? so angry yeah. uh, in the audition I got so angry with him because he really pushed me the other actor okay. And Rob was just following me around with his camera. Like he was just <laughs> following the whole argument around the room. And he pissed me off for some reason. And I hit him so bad. Who? The, uh, the other actor. Oh. I hit him really, really hard. <laughs> and I started hitting him again and again and again. And I just felt oh so bad God. at the end. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I did that. And then um, a, f- a little while later, after we shot Dawn of the Death, after it's been in festivals, Rob was like, um, yeah, the, the reason dead. why the other guy's dead. This is what he <laughs> says. Can you imagine? He was like, the only reason why you've got that part is because you hit the guy. And I was like, yeah. are you kidding me? Because I actually managed to hit the totally, guy. Totally. Yeah. If I'd seen that, I would have definitely been like, that's that's the one. That's the one. But you yeah. know that originally, um, you you and Haley, it was meant to be a boy and a girl. That kind of part. It wasn't a yeah, lesbian. So yeah. because like you two were the the best of the bunch, then it. We had to make it. I also games. think that there was supposed to be another story with a grandma yeah. and a, and a child. Yeah, yeah, I remember is. that. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, the first time we read this, we were like, what? what? Yeah. This is so weird. This is so strange. But lit- I never in a million years have, did I think that it's going to be that good Yeah. and that big. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to kind of think back now and just think this is... Because, I mean, horror films just... Especially horror shorts, you never really hear about them. They never yeah. really do well, but just for some reason, this one's just blown up. But talking about the, like the first draft of of the script, it was actually uh, the original story mm. um, that I, I gave to Rob was completely different. Yeah. Um, and it was the ma- the main guy. Weirdly for me, w- was a guy working in a, in a petrol station at Christmas. Okay. That's how it, that's how it started. <laughs> um, but then um, a lot of the things that ended up in Dawn of the Death um, were from that initial story, like the work 
words disappearing behind the hands and stuff. Yeah. That that was in the very first story I, I did. So wow. it was great. And that's the one thing people like like to uh, talk about in, in the Q&As that we've been doing. Yeah. Why um, the subtitles yeah. disappear behind the hands when yeah, they're talking? I've had yeah. that asked. People have asked me that before. Like, why why is this hidden? Yeah. And I was like, because it's not important, really. I mean, well, it, that's I mean, it one, is. Well, there's, there's multiple reasons why. I'm, I'm sorry for, for going a little bit inside Dawn of the Death, but um, <laughs> watch it. And then you'll this will be good for you because you're probably wondering yourself. So... I think that, that the words disappearing behind the hands of, of you and, and Haley uh, while you're doing the sign language uh, within this argument is is for a few reasons. Uh, one, because if you were a, a person watching in real life, um, you would only see certain glimpses of this conversation, or maybe even if they were a, a, talk, a hearing couple, you'd only be able to hear snippets of the conversation. So yeah. we wanted to represent a real-life argument in public where you're only catching glimpses of the conversation. Um, and obviously, another thing is deaf, um, deaf people... Um, if they're looking at the hands, maybe within an argument, the hands are moving too fast yeah. or things are obstructing. So that as well. But also, which which I think is one of the, the main reasons for it, is we use it as a distraction technique because we're, we're setting up a massive set piece um, of zombie proportions. Yeah. Um, and it's all like a one shot. So we try to make the audience look at those words and kind of be transfixed with these words so that they don't see the magic going on behind you guys. Right. Um, I don't know. I kind of thought that um, why, if, if, I'm, if I'm trying to look at it as, as an yeah. audience and I'm uh -huh. thinking, okay, actually, it's not really important like yeah. the, 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 because you're seeing an argument between two people. Yeah. And it, you're not going to be able to understand what, what this is. So you're actually focusing, it, it's focused on the emotion, you know, yeah. and the emotional state that they're, they're in. And I think, I thought that that was also one of the reasons why they no, chose to good, make it that way. That's a good point, yeah. Because, yeah. Because, you know, you know, if you hear normal arguments, it's just like I'm, I'm always trying to step away from it. Like, it's just <laughs> yeah. my business. I really don't want to hear it, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, what did you, because obviously you, you play a, um, a deaf person in Dawn of the Deaf. Um, what was it like learning sign language? What It was so much difficult yeah. that I thought it would be. Because you um, have so much to learn as well, because you, yeah. you and Hayley have the, kind of the most signing to do in, in the film. Like, I, I wouldn't know where to start. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> well, we, we worked with uh, Sam. Yeah. Samuel Dor. Samuel Dor, who's incredible. And he really, really helped us. He translated, basically. He, yeah. He, yeah translated the whole yeah, yeah. the whole script and we had to um send him videos of ourselves doing the lines over and over again and he <laughs> would send us notes back like yeah. written notes back and we would do that every week for i think maybe five or six weeks we mm -hmm. would do that constantly yeah and then once we finally nailed the you know exactly the right pace the right time like everything that yeah. we know the movements right mm -hmm. rob was like okay that's great i'm really happy let's do the scene now you know let's yeah. get to the to the core of it and me and Haley were like yeah let's do that great and as soon as we got emotional we were like oh my god i completely forgot oh my <laughs> god I com everything just went well he was on set yeah. anyway so it's it quite helpful and me and Haley were like, okay so back back from the beginning <laughs> back to the beginning we need to start doing this again like and, and actually play the scene with emotions every time now so you know, being being connected to to the characters' feelings yeah. to be able to get it right. Mm -hmm. But it's um, the the difficult thing for me was not to look at the hands because that was Sam yeah. told us this is the one thing. Is that true? I never knew that. Okay. Yeah, you don't look at the other person's hands. You always look at their eyes because you have sort of a, like a mid frame yeah. when you look at somebody's eyes. So mm -hmm. you kind of see the whole picture rather than 
uh, looking at a specific gesture of the hand. Okay, so it's a mixture between lip reading, the, yeah. the, kind of, uh, the facial expressions and, and the hands. Yeah, and then you, you do see the hands, like if I'm gesturing yeah. around here, you do see what I'm doing, yeah. but, you, but you're looking at my eyes. Yeah. So that was the most difficult thing that we, we were trying to basically not, <laughs> not do, yeah. not to look at each other's hands, because it's, it's so interesting. You, know, you always think that it's somewhere there, yeah. um, but we've managed to do it. Yeah, and at this point, um, you didn't know that some of the words would be obscure. So you're saying the, the full kind of sentence, aren't you? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm very, very impressed because I was there on set that day when we filmed that, that scene. I just couldn't believe how how, how good you guys were. And oh, Thank you. Yeah, and I mean, I thank think you. a lot of audience have seen it just believe you are actual, actually deaf um, based on, on that performance. Well, yeah. at least I, I hope, hope they do. Yeah, I've had um, Chris, who was in uh, Dawn of the Deaf. Yeah. He's actually an interpreter. Which is which is great, yeah. Yeah, he's not he's not deaf, but he's an interpreter, and he re he gave me a sweetest compliment. Like one of the screenings that we had, he was like, "Rodina, I honestly had no idea that you know <laughs> you you were so real." And yeah. I, I would never say that you're not a deaf actress. And that was that was so touching. Yeah, like, that's really nice. It's it, that you've done a good job, and yeah. you want to you want to hear as an actor that you've done a good job. And that's another example um, of Chris being a nice guy because people think Chris <laughs> is evil because he plays <laughs> yeah, a very evil character in Dawn of the Death. So um, yeah, bless him. <laughs> he's actually the nicest guy. Yeah, which, no. <laughs> which is crazy. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, uh, let's not speak about Dawn of the Death anymore uh, let's speak about um the uh our recommendations for what to watch on netflix okay. um and just in case you don't know the format of dawn of, the, of not of dawn of the death <laughs> of what to watch on netflix um it's basically we go uh, one by one and we make recommendations of things that we uh, feel are underrated or undervalued and it could be a tv show a film documentary etc and animation, anything you want, really, as long as people can access it somewhere online. It can even be YouTube or Daily Motion. Mm. Uh, but I mean, if it's on Netflix, then it's kind of handy because that's the name of the show. Um, and as always, um, I start um, okay. because I'm the host. So my first choice of what to watch on Netflix uh, this week is a uh, film called Noroi the Curse. Okay. Do, do you know this? I have not heard of that now. Okay, it's a 2005 uh, Japanese horror film. Um, and again, this people listening to this may think, oh, Jed, you're just keeping in your wheelhouse. It's another horror. But this is different than the normal kind of standard Japanese horror films. This uh, came out maybe five, six years after The Ring. And by then, people were kind of bored of the normal type of Japanese horror. They were all exactly the same. Mm. You have like a, a, a girl in a white dress with the black hair over her face just yeah. stumbling along. Um, in Noroi the Curse, and uh, if any Japanese people are listening, I, I apologise in advance. <laughs> um, it's it's basically a fake documentary. Um, so these journalists, this particular channel, is investigating um, strange occurrences in in, in I, I assume it's Tokyo, um, and people are, are basically dying, and no one know, knows why, um, and it's all related to this one particular girl. Um, so this um, documentary is made up of footage of um, talking to people who live next to the girls. They're going up to the neighbours' houses, knocking on doors and asking if they've seen anything strange. Um, and that's intercut with footage of the journalists doing their own research and doing voiceovers. And then you also see footage of the, this particular girl um, when she was a little girl going on a TV show and um performing a psychic test so like a supernatural tv show where mm. she was asked um to draw something that the um, presenter is thinking about 
and she, she manages to draw um whatever the presenter's thinking about every single time so you know she's kind of psychic and as the film goes on you see more videos of her power getting stronger and stronger and stronger mm. um and it seems that anyone who kind of crosses her path dies as well okay. again I, I don't want to spoil this because this is one of the the best kind of japanese horrors um i've seen for a long time and i forgot i'd actually seen it and i watched it again um, a couple of days ago and it's, it's incredible the way that this documentary makes you feel like it's a real documentary it's just mm-hmm. really well put together um and because it is in a documentary format it's more scary because you think you think it's real um yeah. and i must admit and i'm completely desensitized to horror but while i was watching this i felt a little bit shuddery um <laughs> i was just like maybe that girl's in my room somewhere i don't yeah. know um but um, yeah, one of the other characters in this film um, is this um, guy who is a, a, an absolute freak job who um, is trying to tell everyone that this girl's cr- um, crazy and that there's weird stuff happening and no one believes him. Uh, but then eventually as the film goes on, you find out that he's actually semi-telling the truth and there are something yeah. there is something really weird going on, something scary that's beyond this earth kind of. Um and wow. yeah, this is available on Shudder, which is a horror streaming service. Um, it might be available on, on other streaming platforms too, but um, if you sign up to Shudder, it's it's like three ninety nine or something. And you can have like a 30-day free trial, so you can watch this for free if you really wanted to. And <laughs> if you like the service, then then keep going. Um, I have never seen a Japanese horror movie. What? You have, have you, you've seen The Ring though, right? I've seen The Ring and that... I, I've the Japanese <laughs> version or the, or the remake? No, The Ring. Oh, the, the, yeah. the, the one with Naomi Buffy the Vampire Slate. Uh, is it? No, no. Oh yeah, it is Naomi Watts, isn't it? It is Naomi Watts, yeah. yeah, and I regretted that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good film. I'm not yeah. trying to say anything about the film, but I couldn't sleep for two weeks afterwards. Really? It Why? Was, I had dreams of the face of the, the little girl, the yeah. deformed face. And I think I made a mistake. I was really young. <laughs> and... I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna watch this really, really cool thing, and I was, I, I, can't, I think it was 14 or 15. And I was okay. like, oh my god, oh my god, why did I do this? And I slept with the lights on did, two weeks. Did you have a TV in your room? I did have a TV in okay. my room. I couldn't go to the bathroom for ages. <laughs> it was just, it's, it was hilarious. So, I'll give it another go. I'll give this yeah, one a go. Yeah, you should. Um, I mean, uh, there was a time when Japanese horror films were the, were the greatest thing of all time, but then they yeah. c- became a little bit samey. So it was good to have one that kind of broke the mold a little bit and tried something a little bit different. It's still about a kind of a, a weird girl having powers, mm. but it's done in a in, in a slightly different format, the documentary style, which. Um, which adds to its um, kind of scariness because you yeah. do genuinely think it could be real. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, but that's that's my first choice. That's Noroi the Curse, and that's available on the Shudder network, uh, shudder.com if you want to sign up. Um, that's my first choice. Okay. What's your first choice of what to watch on my Netflix? My first choice is very different from yours. Yeah. Because the similar thing is that it is uh, a documentary, but okay. it's actually a real documentary. Okay. It's called Chasing Ice, <laughs> and it's nothing by, about uh, by Jeff Orlovsky. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Okay. Jeff Orlovsky. We met him at Sundance London. Did we? At yeah. London, okay. Yeah, so he did another sh- he did another documentary um, called I'm the worst Chasing at Coral. <laughs> I'm the worst. Uh, if you notice so in these things, the film that was in Sundance London this year yeah. was Chasing Coral, which I haven't seen. Okay, I wasn't able to. I wasn't able to go there. But um, so Chasing Ice is something that he did 2012. Yeah, and it is it is a beautiful documentary and a very very shocking one because it, it, it is about global warming. It is about climate change. Okay. 
Um, and it's this photographer, a uh, National Geographic photographer called James Balog. Again, I'm hoping I'm, pr- I'm pronouncing <laughs> this right. James Balog. And yeah. he basically travels to um, Iceland, to Alaska, and to th- like three or four destinations yeah. to document ice and how ice is melting. Oh, nice. And he installs this, these cameras to d- d- different locations and just documents how things go like and how they melt yeah, and move so how and they stuff. melt so it, the camera takes a photograph every hour okay and then he basically just makes this into a, it, it, into a film he yeah. just touches all of it and at the end it is so shocking and you just can't deny it you, you can't People deny will it still deny it, it's ridiculous they? i think it's important uh, that's one of the reasons why i picked this uh, documentary because in, in a time like now you have political figures denying climate yeah. change you have you know people stop stopping funds to you know the the, the these organizations that are yeah, you know, for and research it's just and stuff is crazy for, it's crazy and yeah. i think you should watch this because you you won't be able to deny it because it's right there in front They're of you it. like people will still do it. people will say uh, it's special no. effects they'll say it's cgi crazy. because it's crazy. people will believe what they want to believe but um um so yeah. th- in this particular documentary does it kind of show what or explain what will happen if we let this continue yeah so basically it says that in the in 100 years the, the past 100 years yeah. it has okay let's say it's melted this amount of um of, of ice has melted from this place and yeah. then in the last 10 years yeah it's double like it, it's right okay. or so some it's places escalating. double some places it's 10 times worse yeah and it's yeah I basically say if we continue doing what we're doing if we continue <laughs> denying yeah uh not not taking matters into our own hands this will this won't stop and the people that are living the people basically that are living close to um the oceans and close yeah. to they'll basically just flood yeah 100% and it's it, crazy it is crazy and i think uh, and the photo- basically this guy he he said I love what he says in the end. I am doing what I can do mm-hmm. better. This is what I can do. I'm a photographer and I have given you this so you can... I, I'm sharing this with you. I'm giving yeah. you this information. But if you have other powers, you know, you can. You should look at your job, your um, influence, yeah. like whatever you can do to make things better. You should try and do that. And he's like, this is, this is my um See, it's hard because like, if you... If you um, if you have a uh, have a brain, then obviously you're going to believe in climate change, yeah. and those are the people that will watch this documentary. But if you don't believe in climate change, you're not going to yeah. watch this. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because like things like this are only pre- preaching to the choir. It's mm. need to find a way to kind of like get get it out there to people who are just idiots basically yeah. we need we need the idiots to believe we need, well the podcast is <laughs> that's true this <laughs> podcast. podcast is one way um that to do true. it but yeah it's just as a message you know just be aware that it, it is a thing it is happening and yeah. if you can do if you can do anything even if it's the smallest thing you can you know help to yeah. prevent a crisis and w- and um w- where is this found where, where can we f- watch this netflix oh, it's, it's on netflix, on netflix. Cool. yeah it's uh it's brilliant and the the, the director is absolutely wonderful yeah so, d- so, so I, did i meet him or did i i tend know. to stay in the corner of rob and just talk about <laughs> horror films while <laughs> while you and Haley just go off and <laughs> talk to everyone yeah um yeah but basically Haley introduced me to him <laughs> that's, what that's what happened that's what happened yeah um because we kind of stayed we had a few drinks so we we started meeting everybody yeah. and it was quite late uh, yeah. when i met him and he was just lovely um yeah so i really i can't wait to watch his next thing which is it's already out um chasing coral or it's going to be out yeah yeah i've heard of it yeah 
So, yeah, that's my first choice. That's great. Thank you. Um, my second choice um, of what to watch on Netflix is, again, I'm going to go horror. Um, because, see, like my, <laughs> it's good when there's someone else one who isn't like a big horror person because it gives a little bit of balance. Um, but a lot of people listen to this because they like the horror stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go for something that I feel is one of the most underrated films um, that's currently out there. Um, and that's Ginger Snaps 2. Right, so it's the sequel okay. to Ginger Snaps. So, do you know Ginger Snaps? No. Okay, it's great. Okay, <laughs> so you need to watch this because, like, me and Rob uh, love Ginger Snaps. Okay. Ginger Snaps is about uh, these two sisters, an older one and a slightly younger one, and um, the they go through puberty essentially, um, and um, it's kind of they're using um, a kind of a werewolf metaphor as kind of going through a change. So they are. Well, one of them's having her period for the first time. Mm. Um, and that's also coincides with her becoming a werewolf as well. So you get the kind of you get the kind of um uh growing pains and all of the kind of messy stuff that comes along with becoming a woman, mm. but also um the the werewolf metaphors in there as well. And it's really nice. It's it's one of the best ways I've seen um a werewolf movie presented because it's it's it, it's it's putting it against another change that that a woman's going through as well. And um, I mean, I don't like being uh, a spokesperson for for women or anything like that because um, I know nothing about the things you guys have to deal with, <laughs> like <laughs> growing up. But um, this gives me sheds some light on on the matter. So um, it's great. And like the I, I love um, sisters in, in horror movies as well, or mm. in movies in general, because that dynamic. I, I mean, I've got a sister myself, but I'm not a girl, so I, I can't. You I, don't get the dynamic. Yeah, I don't get that dynamic of, uh, especially like a younger sister, a younger sister who's looking up to the older sister. Mm. Um, and when you're seeing your old sister becoming something of like a monster, um, not only because of the because of becoming a wealth, but because she's getting feelings for guys and um, she's developing. Um, so you've got the kind of dichotomy of of her uh, kind of what's the word her lust for boys, but also her lust for blood, which happens right. when she turns into a wolf. Mm. Um, mm. And this sounds ridiculous. I understand this sounds ridiculous, <laughs> but it's it's a beautiful film. So that's that's okay. that's um, Ginger Snaps one. Uh, which everyone raves about. Ginger, Ginger Snaps 2 is the one that no one ever talks about. And I don't know why, because to me, it's 10 times better. This film is about the younger sister. So the, the main sister died in the first one, spoilers. Um, <laughs> and the little sister is becoming um, a welfare. So she gets to that age and she's becoming a welfare herself. So okay. she has to deal with similar things. But she's doing it in a different way. She's like self-harming because werewolves mm. can regenerate um, and heal very quickly. Um, I realize I'm, I'm, I'm saying all this crazy stuff to you and you're just like, Jed's, Jed's <laughs> mental. He's actually mental. But um, so she cuts herself to see how fast she can heal. Um, and people think that's her way of um, trying to kill herself. So they put her into a, kind of like a mental institution. Mm. Um, and another side thing, I love films set in mental institutions, okay. um, especially if it's uh, girls' mental institutions, because mm. I think they're really interesting. And I'm a big, um, I'm a big um, apologist for Sucker Punch, the, okay. Do you know that film? No, I don't think Girls in an in a, in a, uh, insane asylum fighting monsters. Just No. I, I love it. I love it. Um, but it was started by Zack Snyder, so people don't like him, so they kind of poo-poo okay, that. Right. But anyway, she is in a smell institution, and she meets uh, this little girl played by Tatiana Maslany. Mm. Do you know her? 
She yeah. is in the TV show Orphan Black, and she plays about eight different characters in it. Okay, and yeah. she recently won um, a Emmy, I think, for her role as Best Actress. Um, anyway, this is when she was a kid, and she plays this kind of creepy little girl who tries to help the werewolf sister. And... Um, to break out of this menace because there is a male werewolf trying to get in to, I, I guess, to mate with her because she's a, a female werewolf. Um, is, but anyway, yeah. uh, they, they escape. Um, and uh, the whole film is just nonstop action-packed, yeah. full of ideas. And th- this is one of the films, like I, I, I say to Rob, like, Rob, like you need, we need to like look at this film, f- see what they did right about werewolves, because we really yeah. want to do a werewolf movie. We really, really want to do. And one. That's what I was wondering. How do you know so much about werewolves? Oh, <laughs> I've watched every single werewolf movie. We yeah, we've okay. got a really good idea for for a werewolf film or short, um, which we might do at some okay. point soon. Um, and this is inspirational because you have. No one can really do a werewolf film after this because this is to me is one of the best ones. Um, and yeah, um, t- because it's Tatiana Maslany, and I mm. think she's one of the best actresses in the world. She even at a young age she manages to to both scare the audience and also um, endear herself to the audience. She has she's such a great range, and she's spooky as hell in this. Mm. Um, and if you want to watch a film where there's werewolves <laughs> in a mental institution uh, running around, um, then this is the film this for you okay. yeah it's great and this is also on Shudder I'm going to be Shudder heavy today it's Shudder.com okay. um, and it's available right now um, and that was uh, Ginger Snaps 2 okay um, what is your second choice my of second what choice to watch is Netflix so you're going Netflix. you're going that one I'm, go- I'm going on Netflix okay Full on Netflix. so my second choice is a film called Victoria oh great which yeah. is absolutely amazing it blew me away yeah, do you know what um, I started watching this but I haven't finished it it's <gasps> really bad but how it's can you stop it like, I couldn't stop it I know I know and it's like one shot right it's the one ho- shot oh, no, it I is one it. take I and I think it. they did they did it three times yeah that's what I know I'm and so jealous of this film such a good idea it's a brilliant idea. That's what yeah. I kept thinking. Like, oh my god, I would love to be involved. You know, as an actress, this yeah. is something that I would absolutely love to do. Yeah. It is insane. So basically, it's this young Spanish woman, and she just moved to Berlin. Yeah. Um, and it begins in a club, you know, in a typical <laughs> Berlin yeah. club, and she just goes out. And she meets these people, and it's just halfway in the film. You literally you can't believe how did the story get to here like how how did this happen you really? need to watch it it's insane um so yeah she meets a few people and it's like quite late but she doesn't really have anything to do she's new she's trying to make friends yeah and she ends up being involved with some bad people yeah. some bad things start happening and she can't that she she can't back away there's lots of temptation berlin (laughs) (laughs) yeah and she can't it's she she just makes the wrong choices and at some point she just can't get away from it all like she she she's already involved in a lot of um, i I don't want to spoil it like i don't want to say what's happening because yeah and at the end you have police chasing her but Mm -hmm. you know at the end you have this you know people dying and it's she delivers such a great performance yeah i was absolutely shocked she's incredible i mean in order to actress. i mean it just just because the whole film is it like 90 minutes or like two it hours? is no it's more than because that's crazy because just having it's two hours and 18 oh, minutes wow and yeah and for it for you not to be able to stop is crazy because if you get one thing wrong yeah 
Oh my god, it's crazy. And you just I thought that I would need a break at some point, but you actually don't. Really? It's just done so well and it has it's I don't know how, how they shot. I cannot imagine the preparation behind this film. Yeah. Like I just I kept thinking, how did they do that? Yeah. How did they do that? Because <laughs> there was a film that did that before called Russian Ark. Okay. Um, which was oh, maybe about I, 10 I've years ago. Of, yeah, I've heard of it. Um, yeah. Which was all one shot as well. Yeah. But again, that was shot in one building. So it was kind of, they could control the environment. But I'm assuming this one, they go outside. They and go outside and inside and everywhere. Wow. It's it's everywhere. That's and it's just, what, what shocked me the most, obviously as an actress, I'm going to be yeah. looking at the actors. Yeah, yeah. She, I just, I'm really shocked at... Pleasantly shocked to see <laughs> such a brilliant performance. Yeah. Um, I couldn't believe, like, you s- if you see her state in the beginning and just scroll to the end, you're like, oh, my God. Really? And it, it's it's kind of like a play, isn't it? You're just all yeah. nonstop because you, you don't have a break. You don't get a break. Yeah. And it's just... Um, <laughs> sorry, I had a fly on my microphone. Um, but, yeah, it's amazing, and I encourage everybody to watch it. And especially if you're a DOP, you're going to love this film. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna love it. I mean, and just I mean, and I'm guessing they didn't ha- they used natural lighting. Yeah. So I mean, that saves money that way as well. So you basically don't need a crew; you just need one camera, really. <laughs> and it's in English as well, even though she's Spanish. And there's like yeah. the guys that that she meets are German from Berlin, but they all yeah. speak in English, obviously. Well, so that's handy because as soon as people hear German, um, set in Germany with a Spanish girl, yeah. you just think subtitles, yeah. which will put people off, but. The fact this is in English, it's, there's no reason why I shouldn't just watch this. Like, I don't yeah. know why I, I stopped, really. Um, I don't know why I stopped. Yeah. <laughs> but does, does the story, because you said the story escalates, but does it yeah. escalate in a way that's, like, like very dramatic? Like, yeah. I'm trying to just even think, like, what could happen? Exactly. And, and, and keep, keep, not cut away from it. Yeah, it, it does it did that to me. I was, yeah, I was recommended this by a, f- a fellow actor. Yeah. And uh, I was like, okay, how come I have never heard of this? You know, it's insane. But it just made me think like, it, it really motivated me to, if I was a filmmaker, I would yeah. love to do something like that. I think this was in the, um, the London Film Festival when we did Absence, like um, yeah, a couple of years back. 2012, is it? No. No, 2015, was it? Or let me check. Yeah, 2015. Yeah, because I remember it being at London Film Festival when we had Absence, and I remember thinking, I, I need to watch that, and I never did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just so jealous. It must be so hard to do it. And just yeah. imagine you're the one person that gets something wrong, then they have to start yeah. again, and you've just wasted everyone's time, money. Yeah, well, I'm sure that they probably got some things wrong in it. Like, it's if it only three takes. I'm sure there's things wrong in it, but you don't see yeah. that. You honestly, and is there definitely that. no like secret cuts? Because sometimes you can hide a cut. Yeah, no, it's okay. not like that. I know Birdman has secret cuts. You know, yeah. it's trying to be a one take, but I think it has secret cuts, does it? Yeah, it does Birdman. have secret cuts. And there's the f- there's that film, um, Silent House. You ever watched no, that? No, I haven't seen. Which that. is a horror film um, where it's basically a haunted house movie, all done with one shot, um, uh, which is really cool as well. No, the first ever was Hitchcock, wasn't it? His Did attempt, it? his attempt oh, on the okay. rope. Did, was that meant to be one shot? I think, yeah, ah. it was meant to be. But no, he has secret cuts as well. But it was the okay. first. I think it was the first film that um, basically carries out as if it's one whole scene and it, nothing ah. is stopping, so it's not stopping in time. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I think it was him. I mean, it's it's, it's a great way. It's almost. I mean, it's great you can do that, but it's also quite a good marketing gimmick as well because people mm. will want to watch just to see how they pulled this off. Yeah. Um. See, that's a great choice. So um, that's available on Netflix. That is right available on Netflix. Victoria, please watch it. It's it's brilliant. 
I, I definitely right. will. And I'll report back on, on what I think. Okay. I promise you will. Okay. Um, so my third choice of what to watch on Netflix, um, again, it's a horror. And again, it's on Shudder. <laughs> honestly, I promise you, I'm not sponsored by Shudder. Though... Uh, you cannot be more different. Yeah, <laughs> I know. A good podcast. But do you know what? In two weeks, uh, Shudder is going to um, Dawn of the Death is going to be on Shudder as well. So it's another reason why you should subscribe to Shudder. Oh my god! Because okay. it's going to be on Shudder, and there's a nice app you can get if you've got Apple TV or whatever. You can get the Shudder app, and then you can watch Dawn of the Death okay. at your at, at your leisure. So the third film I'm going to go with is just a crazy one. It's called Street Trash. Now um, I've got this on VHS, DVD, Blu-ray. Um, I've got it on my computer as well. I, I I love this film. Secret Trash. No, Street, oh, street Trash. Street Trash, yeah. Okay, street Trash. Um, and what this film is about, essentially, is... I mean, it's, it's, it's just me saying this is going to sound so ridiculous, Rudine. I apologise. So it is about a, um, a particular uh, alcohol um, um, that kills people. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a, a special bottle that uh, you... Essentially, you can buy in in an off license or whatever um, in America, in LA. And when you drink it, it basically rots your insides and all your guts spill out and mm. it's disgusting. And, and like mm. you kind of bleed and bubble and, and it's all blue blood and stuff. It's, it's absolutely disgusting. And it's really it's made really cheaply as well. Um, okay. But it's so much fun. And it's, it's really hard, especially if I'm trying to describe it to a horror fan, um, it's really hard to kind of make you want to watch this because it's it's kind of gruesome and disgusting. Um, it's directed by a guy called J. Michael Moreau, who I know not much about, um, besides the fact he made one of my favourite films. Um, and it's kind of, it isn't just a straight horror, it's a lot of comedy elements to, to this as well. Okay. So if you're into things like, I don't know, like Evil Dead or Basket Case, um, then you can see some of those kind of gory slapstick elements here in Street Trash 2. This came out in 1987, so it was post um, Evil Dead 2, so the kind of slapstick horror comedy um, thing was, was, was happening. Um, and uh, one of the things this is famous for, this particular film, is one scene where a, a, a basically homeless people drink this drink. They can buy it from the shop and they drink this drink. And the whole film's about uh, a series of homeless people being found just melted mm. into a puddle of, of goo. Um, yeah. And there's one brilliant scene where a guy is on a toilet and he's drank this this drink um, and he melts into the toilet and the toilet's like bubbling full of like shit and and his guts and all this crap. And you just, yeah, and you just yeah. see his like face pop out. It's, it's absolutely disgusting, but in a, in a really <laughs> funny way because it's, it's just like blue blood and just slime. And it must've been so much fun to do this film. Um, so that's one of the main storylines. No, the other kind of storyline is um, one of my favorite thing, favorite things in the world is homeless people building communities um, in junkyards. And I've seen this, it, it sounds very specific, but mm. I've seen this in about 10 um, horror films from the 80s um, where there's a there's a particular junkyard and they've made their own little city and there there's mm. like um, a community there's a mayor there yeah. is uh, they've made their homes that the, the best way they can out of like rubbish and, and car radios and stuff like that um, and this is what's happened in this particular junkyard and I think it was the director's dad that owned this junkyard that's what the, why mm. they used it um, but in this junkyard there's the, the other most famous scene and again Rodin I apologize where <laughs> a guy gets his penis chopped off and uh, the homeless people throw it around like it's a kind of like a rugby ball and uh, it's like in slow motion and there's like nice music <laughs> playing 
and it's it's just if that doesn't make you want to watch this and i don't know what will um but yeah but yeah this this film is it's an acquired taste of course um and i uh, and the particular drink is called tenafly viper um and when you see this being screened um in like midnight showings across the world sometimes you see them reproduce the, the kind of the, the the viper drink for for the audience to kind of try even though obviously it's not going to kill you mm. um i love this film for all of the comedic deaths because everyone dies in the most gruesome yeah. way and it just gets more gruesome and more gruesome yeah. um and it's just just really 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 funny and one of the kind of um a little side note to this is Brian Singer, the director, producer. He worked on this film as a grip. Mm-hmm. So it's one of his first kind of films before he became a massive um, uh, director. Uh, this is available on Shudder. And I would say out of the three choices I've picked, watch this one first because it's going <laughs> to it's gonna whet your appetite for, for everything to come. Um, and if you like it, please let me know because um, because then you can, you can be my friend because <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch this type of film with people. They won't judge me. This uh, reminds me of... Uh, are you a fan of South Park? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so this reminds me of the, the, the penis scene that you said. Um, <laughs> remember there was this one episode in South Park where everybody started being obsessed about it. things need to be gluten-free. Yeah, yeah. Because gluten is so bad for you. And then it's like there was a scientist who was like, okay, this is gluten. I know it's bad for you, but it's not... It, it's uh, not gonna make you know you die. It's not gonna make your <laughs> penis you know fly out, and then everybody's penis started flying. Out. Really? Oh, no, I haven't seen that episode, but I and will. And they were like, "Oh my god, what is this?" And then everybody started cleaning their cupboards from you know gluten. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, what does this have?" And gets a bu- uh, bucket of ice cream or something. Uh-huh. Okay, sugar, you know, uh, chemicals. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, no gluten. That's good. That's fine. <laughs> we can do that. It, it is hilarious. Yeah. I love how South mm. South Park kind of them. Um, uh, jumps on anything that's kind of trendy and just subverts it and make you think you've been stupid because I don't believe that whole gluten thing because we've we, we've survived thousands of years eating gluten why all of a sudden is it bad for us now um I think some people are gluten intolerant I did, I've seen people yeah. like I've spoken okay. to people who actually do have problems and look I'm, I'm not again like if it helps you to stop it i definitely do that if yeah. it makes you feel better definitely do what makes you feel of better course, of course of be, course you being healthy is the most important thing yeah. i am i'm also not i i don't think it affects me i'm yeah. also not a big fan you know i eat gluten yeah. i like gluten gluten's <laughs> in everything though right gluten's in like bread yeah and yeah like you, you have to eat bread come I, on i like bread if, if you stop eating <laughs> if you stop eating bread you might as well you might as well not be alive yeah, bread no, is i can't pizza is my thing pizza <gasps> imagine not being able to eat pizza i because, can't my yeah. life is ending <laughs> <laughs> okay um, um yeah so that's my uh final film of what to watch on netflix that's street trash on shudder um, and don't forget on Shadow in a couple of weeks, Dawn of the Death. What is your third choice of what to watch on Netflix? My third choice is yeah. called um, City of God. Great and it's a film. film um, it's a 2002 film yeah. from um, Brazil. Yeah. I think people have forgotten this film as well because no one talks about it anymore. I, Nobody I absolutely love that yeah. film when it came out. And I just remembered that it was on Netflix. Yeah. And it's just, it is, it's incredible. Like, it's, it's shockingly beautiful, yeah. In a, it, and it's also quite disgusting and so brutal. <laughs> but it's just like street trash, or <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> close. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so it's basically about this city called, you know, City of God, as they call it. It's yeah. close to Rio, but it's a very poor neighborhood. Yeah. You know, everybody used to be homeless. So you know, in the sixties, yeah. they went there. So it's like the favelas. Yeah. Yeah. And it's quite 
everybody's in gangs. You know, it's quite, it's very difficult for you to make a living out of normal work. Yeah. Um, so everybody's trying to, you know, to be in a gang. Everybody's mm-hmm. killing everybody. And it's, um, I guess what made me fall in love with this film is just because I've been brought up and raised in a completely mm-hmm. different environment. Yeah. Um, and it's just that I don't know anything about these people. Yeah. I've never been close to you know to people like that and That's it was a just film. i know right and it's Transports just you. it was shot so beautifully and it's a very colorful film yeah. but it shows you it's just like killing is every day you know it's it's something normal it's like buying milk yeah it's, it's like buying milk people die yeah and it also shocked me how people actually how easy it is to be part of a gang and how easy it is to just go and steal something yeah. and how difficult it is to make a normal living in, yeah. in, in a in a city like that and mm-hmm. in a community like that um because we look we look down upon people who kind of do that yeah. here because people have choices here but in 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 those poor areas in exactly, brazil they yeah. don't have a choice if they don't steal then they die yeah so exactly yeah. exactly it's quite difficult or, or you find yourself you know you're trying to make a living you're trying any you know trying to work very hard but then you end up you know every become they come and they steal everything from you and you yeah. know, and you know you you it's easy to let anger take over you yeah um and yeah, and it's also it's not just about that. It's also about relationships. Um, you know, there's two brothers. One of them wants to be a photographer mm-hmm. and is really chasing his dream, and the other one becomes, you know, a member of a gang. And yeah. it's it's how this can how this can ruin relationships. It's also the, there's a romance going on in yeah. there, and it's you see normal. Sorry, t- I was going <laughs> to say you probably get more money from being in a gang than you do being a photographer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely, and it's. It's just, it's brutal. It was brutal. But I, I like to watch films about things that are very far away from me. Because yeah. I just, you educate yourself on yeah. what's out there. Exactly. And other people around the world. And it's also, as a so if you even if you have nothing to do with, you know, film, if mm-hmm. you're in a completely different area, um, you, you watch this and you learn how to be a little bit more grateful about where you are and what you have, I think. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that, 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 I mean, that, again, that's the, the BCA film. It's like a window to a society that you, you'll never go to, that, that you'll ne- you've never experienced. And yeah. you can learn some empathy for like people who, who really need help, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah. In, the same, in the same line of thought, like, I, don't, I don't believe that, you know, just because I was born in Europe or anywhere else, mm-hmm. that means that, you know, that my life is more important or anything yeah. like that. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you know, stupid idea. Yeah. But it's important to see these people and just like think a little bit about a different struggles, yeah. different struggles and where every day is a survival, you know, yeah. it, every day is a su- surviving, survive, survival. Every day is, is it you trying to survive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've forgotten English my, now. Uh, pardon my English. I am foreign. Oh, and also, I've just had a dental work done. So I've had, I've had <laughs> injections in my mouth. I can't feel the left side of my ma- my face. Okay. I, I can't really move my mouth properly. And my teeth are hurting me because the, it's wearing off. So I'm a bit of a mess <laughs> right now. Right. And yeah, and I'm foreign and I'm, I get nervous when people ask me questions because oh, I always no. think I'm going to, I always think I'm going to make a mistake. You've been great. Don't be silly. You've been you. great. Um, but so. we could have done this in sign language because you know sign language now, right? <laughs> do, you, did you rem- do you remember any sign language? I remember my lines. Okay. And that's, oh, that's all that's I remember. Because we, I, I didn't study sign language from you the You studied youth. your lines, I just yeah. studied my lines. Yeah. But it's, um, I would love to actually do that. If I have more time on my hands, yeah. you know, maybe in a later stage, I would love to learn sign language. It's so interesting. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd love to learn sign language too. I am... Um, in the last one of the Q&As um, me and Dougie did the other day, um, they asked, why did you c- come up with this idea? Why deaf people? And and I was for the first time, I was like, oh, I forgot. I was like, obsessed with this deaf girl in school. There was, this, there was um, when I was in sixth form college, there was a, they kept all the deaf people away from everyone else. They had their own classroom. Mm-hmm. They had, they didn't really interact with the rest of them. But I could always like see this girl walk around who looked cool. She was like, hot as hell um <laughs> but i was like i can never talk to this girl because yeah. she's she's deaf um you write to her yeah so so it, i was thinking maybe in the back of my mind this was like a love letter to a time travel kind of like love letter to her yeah. to show like, i empathize i kind of understand yeah. even though i mean i obviously don't understand the struggle she's had to go through yeah. for her, her whole life um not just being deaf but being a girl as well yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, but also because um, we wanted to do a kind of a different spin on on, on the zombie genre as well. Yeah, um, it's a brilliant idea. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, we've spoken about Dawn of Death enough. Um, yeah, well, that, that's, that's a great choice. Um, and three choices, yeah. That's great. Um, and that's available on Netflix mm-hmm. because you have stuck to the title of the show. Slap on the <laughs> wrist for me because I, I, I hardly ever do. I always try and find other things. Uh, but like I say, this isn't just about Netflix because not everyone has Netflix. Yeah. People have other streams like Amazon, which mm-hmm. is great for horror films, by the way, but also amazing for documentaries. Amazon has a really good selection of of documentaries including a previous pick uh, which was tickled Um, have you seen tickled no oh you need need to watch it it's it's amazing currently on amazon um and some other ones that netflix just don't have yet um i love how we haven't watched our picks what do you mean have you seen city of god Um, i've seen it uh like when it first came out but i can't remember it oh okay yeah yeah Well, I was going to say, I haven't seen any of your films. No, so but I'm going to make you watch Street Trash. Okay, okay, I will. I will. Um, but yeah, that, that's it. Thank you very much for coming on with Dana. Well, thank you for having that's me. That's all right. I'm going to have everyone on Dawn, Dawn of the Death, I think. <laughs> um, where can people find you should they want to talk to you? Um, I'm sure they do. So my phone number is... <laughs> no, um, you can... You're on Twitter, right? Me, I'm on Twitter. Yeah, it's just Radina Drandova. Um, my email address, radinadrandova at gmail.com. You have made a big mistake there. People yeah. will email you now. Oh, come on. They will not. If you have genuine acting work for Radina, then email her. Just, yeah, only only acting work, please. Can you imagine? <laughs> or, or like get an angry email. Um, Excuse me, but you're in, uh, I, I, I'm part of the film Victoria and that was... Yeah, we did bad. it in three <laughs> shots, actually. Yeah, actually, it, we did four takes, not three. Like, it's bad information. <laughs> No, don't be paranoid. They won't. They won't mind um, because you're recommending it as a, as a great watch, which it is. Yeah. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Jed Shepherd, J E D S H E P H E I D. Uh, go to postpoprecords.com if you want to find out about um, my records and stuff. Oh, I'm, by the way, I'm number one in the charts at the moment, um, which is really cool with uh, Royal Bloods and their album. Um, and I did lovely silver tapes for them which is really cool Um, and you can find out about my podcast on postpoppodcast.com check out Monkey Tennis which is which is going to have a live show at Comic Con in July so go go to Manchester Comic Con if you're in Manchester because we'll be there and I'll be there of course and I think I'm presenting some other panels there Um, and yeah that's it I will see you guys next week. If you like reading these choices, let us know on Twitter. Let me know and I'll pass on the good vibes. See you next week. Bye. Bye.